episode number 26 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, this is uh, 26 weeks on the bounce. That's uh, equates to half a year in, in, yeah. uh, in our world. So, How, Congratulations. Con- Happy six-month uh, anniversary. Congratulations. <laughs> so, anniversary, yeah. uh, as and a, well, to celebrate, we're doing it from Africa for the first time. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, as a special treat, we're, we're both sitting in the same room, um, I'm drinking a, a glass of, of um, Riesling and, uh, and and Tom's drinking a diluting juice because he's got just a small a small race in, in this weekend, haven't you? I do, yes. Yeah, do you know what? It just struck me Tuesday morning. So it's what we today. It's Thursday now, Wednesday now. It just struck me yesterday morning. I suddenly thought, bloody hell, I've got to run a marathon this weekend, <laughs> which is nothing for you. Two weeks on the bounce for ah. you, but... Hey, you, yeah. know, you might find a marathon the week after you can do and uh, That's true. If, if you've got unfinished yeah, yeah. business to do, to, to attend with, like like I did. <laughs> yeah, the plan B, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm feeling good for that, looking forward to that. Um, we'll talk a bit about Frankfurt, which is this weekend. This week, listeners, we're also, we've also got part two of uh, Kyle's great interview with ultra-athlete Damien Hall. And we're going to talk a bit about the national cross-country relays, which are happening this very weekend in Cumbernauld, which is... a uh, Exciting fixture on the on the Scottish athletics list, but anyway, Kyle, how are you getting on with your? How is the recovery going post Niagara? There's not really much banter for me to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've got absolutely nothing to bring to the table this in this episode. So many questions to ask Tom and very little input for me. I Have think. you done any running? Uh, uh, well, no, I didn't run today. I didn't. I ran. I didn't run on Sunday. I have done. I actually went to Deeside Running Club on. Uh, yeah, was it? Oh God, I keep thinking it's Monday yesterday. It's Tuesday. It's Wednesday tonight. So yesterday I went to the D Side Running Club and uh, yeah, just had a look at the. the I, I was kindly asked if I could um, give him some uh, training sessions. So I, I decided to um, to ha- have a have a look at their club and and see what what, what kind of what the layout is in in the Boyne area. As that's where they train and uh, give some ideas of what types of training sessions to do. So uh, yeah, it was quite quite good and. I, uh, I I did the session as well. We did five times five minutes uh, around the grass. Yeah. So Tom, it was fantastic cross country <laughs> training. Um, Great. So it was. Pro- I was like, God, I never really run on grass anymore. And I'm like, right. So that's going to be something for the the season upcoming season for me. Once I recover, is to get get back onto the the, the cross country turf and nice. and start um start plowing through those fields, uh, so to speak. So. Um, yeah, so I ended up doing doing that session. So that was my kind of first session of the God since Niagara Marathon, and I tell you, it was a bit of a ball buster. <laughs> I was uh, I was beaving through my ass. I had James Espy uh, nip and tuck with me, and uh, you know I was hiding behind him in the the wind and uh, trying to pull away from him in, <laughs> in, in the tailwinds. But yeah, it was quite quite good to to have somebody to to pace. So and I think likewise he, he felt the same. So good. Uh, yeah, other than that, like you know. Not really much else other than eating and drinking. And this weekend, uh, well, this weekend I did a lot of housework, as you can tell by <laughs> our magnificent, magnificent very tidy, uh, very tidy house, and it's it's awful clean now. And uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, pretty boring, pretty boring week to be honest. Back at work, uh, not much happening. What's happening at work as as always. Um, but yeah, what about you? But recovered. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's it. Getting getting yeah. the legs, uh, getting the legs up. I, I actually started doing that. A studio cycling class doing a, a Tuesday afternoon. I'm taking on a class at, at my work. Um, it's on cool. a Tuesday, yeah. It's on a Tuesday at quarter past twelve. 
we've got a new spin cycling studio uh, opened up it's a it's a, a real boutique feel to it so if you do fancy, Ooh, fancy. Uh, yeah if you, do, <laughs> if you do want to come to my class it's at quarter past 12 on a tuesday every tuesday and uh give me a let me know if you if you fancy coming along if you've not been to aberdeen sports village and i'll give you a free pass to to, to there you go along. what so, a deal what a what deal, a deal. Look, at, look at that eh? I, I should be getting paid for this <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice yeah so anyway um so tom you 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 haven't been doing any cycling it's all all about running for you um so how this is the week of of the margin it man. is indeed yeah that's so. uh we're, when, like i mentioned we're wednesday today so that's god four five so, days uh, yeah for five days yeah so i'm do you know i'm feel, last week i went through i'm going through all the the stuff that our listeners will all know well, but I went last week. I was feeling really good. I was really up for it, um, really confident. I'm still feeling that way, but I'm, I'm also getting a little bit nervous coming in now. Um, you know, I think, you know me. My, my talking about the prep last week was a was a was a started to reduce the taper. I've been bashing out 80, 85 mile weeks consistently through throughout the sort of summer. Last week knocked it back to sort of mid sixties. Uh, long run was only 12 miles had a really good session on Saturday where I did 5k at sort of a bit quicker than half marathon pace then uh, 2 by a k afterwards ran a 5k PB as part of that session no so, way yeah 60 so you catch oh, your mind no back way. to July listeners I was all about I wanted to run a PB at Inverness at that 5k it didn't happen well I, no it did happen by a second I ran a 16 I think 27 so I ran 16.20 uh, on my own at the a Duthy Park, so As I feel a like session. so, and then I oh. so then I so I feel good. I feel like it's there, and I and you know I just need to, I just need to execute now. You know, um, uh, it's it's on me, so I'm I'm up for it, and uh, yeah, now it's just a case of I'm looking at you know what am I going to go out at, what the split's going to be, and uh, you know I, I came into the cycle with a PB of two thirty nine. I will be thoroughly disappointed if I don't walk away with a PB. I'll be disappointed I, I think, if I don't uh, go sub two thirty five. To yeah, be honest, I think you're gonna. I, I said before this, you, you should be able to walk a, a PB now. Like the, the the form you're in, I mean, you just said you got you know you trained, you just did a training run, and you got a five k PB, and that was a training run. You know, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Sure I, I totally agree. Um, but anyway, carry on. So, but anyway, yeah. so uh, you know that's but and you know a bit of the stuff that you, we were, you were talking about last week. Looking back, reflecting on training and. It's gone well, you know. I honestly, I couldn't look at my training and ask for anything to run better. Which, you know, I hope that's not famous last words, but it, it's uh, yeah, it's a good place to be. So today is Wednesday. We keep getting that wrong, but today's Wednesday. We're flying on. We got a really early flight flight on Friday, heading out to Frankfurt at six a.m. via Amsterdam. Should get there late afternoon. Head to the expo on the Friday just to get the number and all that sorted out, get out of the way, and then Saturday probably easy run. And uh, and chill out before the before the showpiece on Sunday. So and the good thing is the the clocks go forward on Sunday, so I get an extra hour to fail to get any sleep before the marathon. Tom and his uh, timings of, of, <laughs> of he needs to make sure he gets it right. Though. Yeah, yeah I'll maybe I'll maybe put Fiona in charge I think, of, uh, yeah, I think you get of that. Fiona's too. your team manager for the for the weekend. I think so. That's good. I've been addicted to the weather the last couple of days. We're now so Frankfurt as a course. It looks you kind of you do a bit of a loop in the centre of town at the start. You then go west along the bottom, the south side of the river, uh, the main, is it the the main river, main river. That's it. And then you eventually you go all the way, pretty much to thirty k. Then you come back east for ten k towards the finish. And at the start of the week, it looked like it was going to be a nice little nine mile an hour tailwind for the last part, but it's totally flipped. Which oh, is no. and it's 
it's currently forecasting three degrees at the start and wet, which is a bit of a bollock. I really was hoping, you know, it can start raining after a kilometre, but I just don't, you know, when you're standing in the pen, you don't want to be wet. So we'll see. These are all minutia details that I don't think are going to have a, really come down to much but it's just classic uh i guess classic sort of maranoia stuff that's coming in now i think so what's um so but i think though the it's going to be fairly sheltered and you're going to have some runners around and you should hopefully be able to shelter behind a group of people or do you think that's going to be the case or is uh it- i think so i mean you look at the, the frankfurt fuel is pretty it's pretty strong i mean if you run a 235 i think they would put you inside from memory, I think it was that you put you at like eighty to hundred or something. So yeah. there's a decent, decent field there, and uh, certainly the first half, I think that there would be plenty of folk. And it's just, to be honest, that last ten k, you know, you know what it's like. It's all on you, you know. And if there's yeah. a group or no group, I'm just going to be going to be pushing it. So, yeah, really excited now. Um, if you there's a um, if you do want a track, there is a track I got. I've been having a wee look at Tom and uh, yeah, there's some live tracking on the I think go. 5k so splits. I'm, I'm going to give you the website here for you all. So we're going to try and get this episode out a little bit early and we'll, we'll explain the reasons why in, in, a, in a little moment. Um, so live.frankfurt-marathon.com forward slash 2018, I believe. But basically all you need to do is Google uh, Frankfurt, Frankfurt Marathon. Marathon Tracker or live results and you'll be able to Get yeah. get the results and in, in the, the splits from there. I believe it's what is it five k splits. Five k splits, yeah. yeah. So um, so that yeah. So five k splits. So um, yeah. So, so that get, that kind of leads me on. To, I mean, you might be a way to say it, but uh, I'm I'm again I'm asking the questions today, and uh, so I've got nothing to talk about <laughs> other than about you. <laughs> um, so you're going to be. Have you got an idea what your splits or what your pace is going to be initially? Or are you going to? Are you going to yeah. keep? Have you decided yet? Are you wanting to keep that hush hush? So I'll be honest. I'm wrestling with it. I'm really wrestling with it. Uh, to go, I think something in around this the sort of seventy six mark. I, w- I want my halfway split to be seventy to be seventy six something. Okay. And I, I think I, I, if, if I, you're seventy two or seventy three, I, I would panic at seventy two. <laughs> I would panic if I'm cruising in a two the thirty seconds of a half marathon PB. I don't think I'll go off that quick. I'm, I think I can be disciplined enough to hold it back, but um, I think I honestly think I'm in. I think at least two. I think I think two thirty three shape is yeah. what I'm settling on. Okay. Uh, I thought you know, as I said, two thirty five. I was putting out there's a. I but my you know what my problem is. I said before London, I thought it was in two thirty five shape then, uh, and it didn't work out. So I'm very familiar with that things aren't quite going to plan so but anyway I think I think going back to what I said you know if you look at what you you were doing pre-London until now you've you've got a huge amount more miles in the bank you've got a huge amount more experience you know how mm-hmm. it feels you've learnt from your mistakes it's only a matter of just play, getting it on that road now yeah. and, and delivering really absolutely uh, so I'm I'm buzzing for you dude I think it's going Aye. to be amazing to, to track you so real time here then. What time should we be tracking you? So it's a ten o'clock start. In here we Frankfurt. go. Right, I might have to Google this because I don't talk to you. It is a hundred percent. It's a ten o'clock start. I don't. Know, so in UK, this is where I'm throwing because the clocks go forward. I think in oh. the UK and over there. So I think for it. So it should. So they're an hour ahead. So it'll be, so it'll be nine like o'clock here. Nine o'clock. Oh 
o'clock. Yeah, nine o'clock here. It'll still be nine o'clock. Yeah, it'll still be nine o'clock. We won't go forward. <laughs> any any it. German listeners who would like to weigh in on our in our time conversion, please do. I think it's uh, I think it's nine. Yeah, nine o'clock. So, uh, go on the website. You'll find out the details. So. Yeah. Yeah. All good. All set. Um. Any uh, if any, any listeners want to set uh, get any last tips for Frankfurt? If you've run Frankfurt before and you want to let me know any uh any information, let us know. I've been. I've, my, my Strava has exploded since Kyle gave me a shout out last week. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's I think about twenty or thirty uh, additional followers this week. So oh, welcome to yeah. the club. That those people who are following me and my fairly averagely named Strava runs. But um, yeah, looking forward to putting out. Uh, looking forward to lacing up on the start line on on Sunday. Exciting. Wow. The other thing actually that is that's a new one for me is I think I mentioned this before. But if you're quicker than two forty-five, it looks like you get bottles on the course. Oh, so I'm looking at putting so some we, bottles out. That's that's really good to hear. Yeah. Um, so what about everyone who who hasn't achieved that? Do they just get plastic cups? Cups, they, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the good thing sure. is, so I'm going to put bottles at um, later on, and well, probably. I mean, I'm going to put them out there, and worst case, I don't pick them up. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, you 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 need to put your apparently you put your name. Put name and number on them. And they've got your predicted time, and they they sort the bottles according to your predicted finish. So you should, when you arrive at a water station, your bottle should be the first left. You know what I mean? Because the people you've got, be, a bit, you've got hundreds of active root bottles there. Exactly. The, the, the orange ginger. Exactly. So they'll they'll stand out a mile away. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So some active root bottles on the if, on the course. I'm sure Gash won't mind uh, <laughs> you, you throwing them about. Exactly. So yeah. pre plug. So as long as it sorts me out, if I get any stomach issues, the active root are going to get torn apart in here <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so, yeah. pressure's on right pressure's but there's, on. so that's a, that'll be a new thing for me I'm going to carry gels if I don't um, if I don't take the, if I decide I don't want the drinks I'll just leave them there can you uh, are you taking your own gels yes I'm going to carry and gels you're, you're carrying how many uh, four four can you leave your gels with your bottle because that you probably I'm could take them on yeah, yeah if you have four gels like I'm again I'm I'm not saying it's a huge amount of weight, but mm, interesting. It's, it might be an option. That, that, but you've got your own plan. Yeah, you know, I'm you, all you set. You could attach yeah. a gel to your bottle, and somebody could mm. nick it, or it could fall off. Yeah, and, and I, I think I think I've carried gels before. I, do you know? Also, the other thing is, I'd rather be in control of my own yeah, nutrition. I would my own destiny. I like that. <laughs> I would hate to imagine you get to a water station and some muppet has nicked your bottle. Like you see, uh, someone, some faster guy along the road says, "Oh, I've quite fancy a bit of active route at twenty k." Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. That would be a nightmare. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna carry them. Um, but you know, it's a big marathon, Frankfurt. There's there's gel there's gels at like twenty thirty k as well. So worst case, I'm sure I can grab one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, all set, mate. And then um, we're on holiday next week after that, which is pretty cool. So we're we're going to straight to. Barcelona for a week after the race. It might, it might be a, a pre-podcast uh, session in, in Barcelona. I yeah, mean, I know. Need to do a, maybe a live, a live one, one, one time. That'd be that'd yeah. be quite good. Uh, well, there, there you go. So yeah, like I said, you know, please follow Tom. Uh, send him some good vibes, and um, hopefully he he smashes his his PB and um, and he achieves what what he's he's set out to do. So. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, you're definitely in good shape. Um, I've got all faith in you. You've broke your 5K PB. <laughs> and even if you were to race your 5K PB, you, you know, you're a 5K now, I'm yeah. sure you would smash that 1620. And uh, you smash your your yeah. half time, your yeah. 10K time. You, you're going to smash that later on in the winter. Yeah. We're talking about 
potential 10k opportunities at the end of the year we are we? yeah maybe we can touch on that later yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's going to be fantastic I'm up for it. yeah but you know, what I find and you I mean you've gone through you've obviously had Chicago and and uh, Niagara it's uh, it's interesting when you you know you think about all the stuff for your marathon right now just talking it all out talking out putting your verbalising it to what your goals are and stuff start you start to get a bit like bloody hell that's uh you know puts it out there it's it's uh it's coming so yeah it's, yeah this shit's going this shit's getting this real it's getting real yeah talking about um you know bad language did you bleep out um i did yeah is that you i thought it was so, maybe itunes bleep <laughs> out or something so i bleeped out because upon uh advice about? of my wife she was like you can say fecking you can say what else you can Effing. say shit effing and jeff as you would say but uh I was concerned that the pure F word that I dropped last week was uh, not suitable for... Uh, and actually, I know, I've know i got friends who listen to it in the car with their kids in the car. So, <laughs> which I wouldn't really advise, to be honest. But um, yeah, so that was why that was bleeped. Um, ah, that, okay, because I was like, wow, that's awful fancy. That, yeah. That's where we... That's how our subscription fees are. <laughs> yeah. They're coming from people who've got it. <laughs> yeah so if anyone was offended by the language last week uh apologies but you know what this is uh i'm sure you're you're well used to that on here i'm, I'm sure you are as well i'm sure you've heard it all before no doubt so exactly so well we've actually got we, we're gonna try and crack on as quickly as we yeah. can um we've actually got a meeting tonight uh my my hometown afford are looking to doing a potential uh a potential race a potential 10k race so yeah we're, uh, we've been invited along to the committee uh, to to talk all things um, all Absolutely. things racing. So shout out to uh, Ben Ward Run Beer, uh, our favourite Instagrammer, and his his old man who run the who runs the Ben's dad runs the Grampian Afri- Transport. Yeah, the, so the that's right. So it looks like there's a time with that. So we're excited to be getting involved with that tonight. So yeah right so what moving on then so in terms of race results actually as we said last week we're really getting into the business end of the or the or into the cross country season i should say and last week was the first of the east league cross country meets which was in um sterling at sterling university and uh yeah it looks to be quite a a well um a well attended race yeah i think uh looking at the the female results first um senior women's result we had morag miller so, and a lot of you all know, aka uh, before she was married, uh, it was Morag McClarty. So again, she's she's been injured for, we talked about it last week on the podcast, she's had a, a bad spell of injury, but she's getting back into it again and wins in just ahead of Jay Williams, is that? Joe Jay? Williams. Joe Williams, Williams yeah. yeah. And third place was Katie Bain from Edinburgh AC, who's a former Metro Aberdeen runner too. So, yeah. Good results there. Um, I see, is that Fair Ross as well? Mm-hmm. In fifth place, Shona McIntosh in fourth. Um, so yeah, a good, a good standard of, a good a good field in the senior women's race in Starling at the cross country. So yeah. the round in the team result off Central AC, uh, as Tom mentioned before, it's the, the Yellow Train. Is that the, is that yeah. the nickname? That is the nickname, is the it? Yellow I'm Train, there. yeah. There we go. Well, there's a reason for that, no doubt. They are speedy. Um, and, Senior men's result, we had, I think it rounded off a central win again. Alistair Hay in 28-25 from Central. Uh, who, S. Green, is that Scott Green? Pat, I think Scott Green would. Scott Green, yeah. I believe. Uh, also from Central. And third was Michael Ferguson, Aberdeen Athletics Club. So, 
this time around it was Edinburgh University here in Hounds who, who got the win closely followed by Aberdeen and Central AC. I'm just going to give a shout out on the Masters side uh, first in the Masters competition Metro Aberdeen Running Club Way, Way, which was a, which is a good result for our club so pleased with that um, and yeah well done to everyone who got out it looks to be I mean there's 34 teams in the standings 34 different clubs got uh, had runners out which in the East District you know that's really good even clubs you look at the some of the clubs who managed to just get one runner out I mean Lomond Hill runners TV at Dale Harriers Falkland Trail runners Anster Haddies Livingston AC so yeah great to see that even clubs you know um, yeah get a lot of clubs getting full teams out as well which is good yeah it's brilliant um, yeah, so that we had, we had a, there wasn't really a huge amount of results in the weekend, was it? No, we're we're, uh, we're quite we're quite short in the the results. We we had there was a Kinor ten k, um, and that was won by James Espy. So I believe it was a bit of a head to head, um, and it was a good head to head with Hamish Battle, and I believe they broke my course record. They did, yeah, yeah, and I got I got a lot of. Uh, I say a, a lot, a lot of um, attention on social media from from James and Hamish for breaking it. Now, all all well and good Hamish breaking a record, but you can't break it. You can only break a record if you if you win the race. Exactly. <laughs> but ha- however, you did break my uh, break my record, so you're you're well within that. The record so, was broken uh, before he crossed the finish uh, line. Exactly. Unfortunately for Hamish. Uh, yeah. So so yeah. Well done to to both of you for a, a good hard fought race. Um, Good to. I'm sure it'll be good to see see that being transferred into the cross country mm. season as well. And I believe on the women's side it was a uh, Ginny Barand, Metro yeah, Aberdeen ladies captain for the win, which a, was good. So congratulations, Ginny. A real comfortable win for um, Ginny in, in the Kenor 10k as well. Really yeah. nice race. I did mention it last week, so I think um, yeah, definitely a one for the cards. And I believe it was a fine feed at the end as well, and followed by some some canvas or made cheese. So there yeah. you go. One of the best goodie bags you'll ever get, um, and yeah, other than that, really, Tom, has there been anything else? No, I think up? I think to be honest, it's all about the the. I guess this is maybe takes us on. It's all about the national cross country. Really, I think a lot of people are you know a lot of clubs are really shaping up for that, which is this weekend. Um, you know, we talked about the results at Sterling. Some you know good looks like a lot of the the usual names. You're on the women's side, Morag um, Morag Miller having a good run there. Uh, on the men's side, the you know Central and Aberdeen leading the fray. When I look at the start list this weekend for the certainly if I start with the men's for the national, you only have to you know page one Aberdeen comes straight up and you know Miles Edwards is on the start list. Michael Ferguson, uh, James Joy, James Hold, Will Mackay, so you know Rory Stead, Rory Muir, so you know, um, strong team there. I was going to say is Will Mackay running. Is he not doing Frankfurt? Well, he's yeah, good point actually. Yeah, he is. I thought he was doing Frankfurt as well. So maybe that's just a, they've just entered him. Depended everyone, perhaps. Maybe, yeah. So, anyway, they've still got your Michael Ferguson's and um, James Hodes are there, so you, hopefully they would run. That'll be a strong team. Going down the list, if we go to Central, uh, Central, I only have to look at the first few names you see. So, Scott Green is on the list, Ali Hayes on the list, um, Murray McClarty, who was part of the East winning team, Lewis Miller, who also was, uh, Matt Sutherland, who had a very good run at the, the East Districts, Mikey Wright, Scottish Marathon champion, so you know they they're going in in in, in numbers. Kostorfin um, have got some you know have got some of their big names out. Cal McKenzie's on the start list. Dougie Selman, um, probably maybe not quite as deep 
in term as a, as as central, and then the other one I think we need to look at certainly would be Edinburgh Hare and Hounds. So if I bring them up, we've got Oscar Fraser Krause who was in their East winning their East meddling team. Sorry, Pat G's in there. Um, you know, there's a a lot of yeah. There's no, maybe not actually maybe the Harrys aren't as strong as I thought they might be. I was going to say the Harrys are. are get back and they were quite quite strong yeah uh, uh, East Sister, but yeah they were but they not many entered yeah. and then the only the last one I'll mention on the men's side would be Inverclyde who you know rule we've got one at a couple of times yeah. in the last few years yeah. and look at that list Andy Douglas Sean Fontana um, who else is on that list uh, Mark Pollard yeah I mean that's a that's a strong a strong and a, a good number of guys there across the, the age category so also going to mention Shelston Shelston of course, yeah. As well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. I wouldn't be surprised if it was an Inverclyde win again. Um, and uh, but yeah, you never know. Um, who does Lachlan Oates run for? Remind me. Uh, Shelston, yeah, yeah Shelston. So actually, I've got Shelston up here. So Lachlan Oates, Tewaldim, Mengesteb. Um, yeah, there's a few good names in there. So it'll be interesting. Interesting. So what's, your, what's your top three teams then? I'm going to go Inverclyde, Central, Shettleston. I'm going to go Central, Shettleston and Aberdeen. In- oh, Aberdeen, that's a good Aberdeen shout. That's a good shout, yeah. If James Hode's running really well. Yeah. If Will's training, we've got Michael Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, how many is it for a team? Four. Four. Uh, and who else did we say? Um, Miles, if he has a if good Miles run, run yeah. um, I think they'd be in with a shout of of a of a medal. Uh, so yeah, good luck to to the to Aberdeen. On the on the women's side, I think you've got to look at. Um, I think you've got to look at Edinburgh here and Hounds. If assuming Mary McLennan, Steph Pennycook, and a another runs, I'm not sure who their third counter is. Um, looking at their list, they've got. I think. Uh, I think I've seen Rebecca Egling run. Of course, Anna McFadden. Yeah. So um, there you go. If that, well, if those, yeah. if those three, well, I think it's four of the women now. Um, anyway, I think for me, I would put, I'd be putting Edinburgh here, Edinburgh Uni, for the women's win, then Central, then. Who does Finola Ross run for? Glasgow, Glasgow uh, University here in Hounds are quite. Okay. They're not quite good. Who we got there? Uh, I'm going. Yeah, I'm going Harry's Central. Followed by Shettleston. Oh, well, I'm gonna go. It's got to be Hades, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think Shettleston. You you said Shettleston, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up a little bit, and I'm gonna go for Shettleston. Oh my god, I thought you said Shettleston. <laughs> so good. They've got the B team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shettleston B team are gonna nice. be Shettleston A team. No, Hades. Glasgow University here in Hounds. I don't know Ooh, why. I just like the sound of them. <laughs> <laughs> and what else did I say? Shelston. Shelston third. There you go. I nice. get a lot of stick because so, I, I don't even know anyone in the Glasgow team. So but. part of my week has been, uh, I'm obviously I'm the captain at Metro Aberdeen, so I've been trolling through Power 10, trolling through Strava, stro- trolling through various things to pick our team. We've got a big squad going down. I think we've got five, six, five and a half teams going down. Uh, good luck to the Metro lads. I'm going to give a shout out. We've got our, I mean, I, I think our B team will be st- as strong as an A team we've had in the past. That's how I'm really 
pleased and proud of the strength of the A-team we've got going down. We've got, you know, in our A-team, um, Cameron Strachan, who's on fire. Yeah. You know, watch this space. That boy can go top three or top five in terms of indi- individual legs here. Uh, Hamish Battle, who's running well. We've got Jason Kelly, who's had a really good year, a really good summer on the roads. And uh, and Ben Ward in there. So, What's their best position at the national relays? Do you know? So when you look back, it's not as good as you would have thought. Even in the days of Fraser Klein and... Um, Robbie Youngston and all that it's not as quite as high as you might expect it's I think I think we can go I'm going to my target I'm going to put down to the lads is to go top 10 and that would be a major that result is, for us that, that would be a real result yeah. and you know I guess moving forward for the year for us if, I mean imagine if we had you lining up there as well I mean we've got competition for place as well it's not been an easy pick the first yeah. two have picked themselves but there's there's probably four uh yeah, four or five guys who could have filled those other two spots. So, yeah, really exciting for us. Good luck to all the clubs who are going down. Good luck if you if you yourself are running. Yeah, 100%, Tom. Um, yeah, just look at the... I think Scottish Athletics in their website, they, they put some tips of, of what to... Parking, um, toilets, showering and changing facilities. So have a read through their, their website and the, the page. But also, yeah, just bear in mind, I think, check check the traffic as well. You know, I think the weather's not meant to be mm. that, that good this weekend. It's potentially, it could snow. So, yeah, just be prepared, folks, if you're travelling down, especially the northerners. Absolutely. Yeah, so we better. Yeah, so better. we better, well, yeah, so we've got this meeting to go to. But what we can do is we've got... Um, We've all, we've now got for you part two of the Damien Hall interview which Kyle did. So I guess we teed it up last week. So here's part two. Enjoy. Now uh, I'm gonna go go into. Obviously, we're looking at ter- speaking about improvements your training. Now this is something for me which really, when I did my first ultra, it, it really got me thinking about nutrition and and diet and. Something that was interesting you said was um, obviously you know a lot a lot of some of the races it is down to nutrition. Um, obviously, it's down to other elements of your training. But um, what 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 do you mean by that? And and you know what what's the the main things as you know as a as an ultra runner that you you've been um, you've been doing with you know how do you feel when you're racing? Um, do you do you train with the same fuel when you're training? Um, you know how and, and what's your kind of everyday diet like as well um um oh gosh that's, that's a big one um <laughs> briefly well, then yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i'll start off with everyday everyday food i suppose that i definitely don't follow any particular diet um and and i've noticed in ultra running people are very tribal about about particular diets um so i definitely don't want to start off one of those one of those debates yeah. um but i guess i go to uh, I broadly follow the advice of uh, Rini McGregor, who's a, um, uh, a di- sports dietitian to sort of to, to Olympians and, and Paralympians and elite uh, elite elite runners. Um, she's got a couple of books out which I'd recommend. Um, and just one other thing to mention to people is something she pointed out that anyone can call themselves a nutritionist. You don't need a qualification, but you do need a qualification to call yourself a dietitian. So it's yeah. worth knowing that knowing that because there's a lot of advice out there at the moment. Um, and some of it might not be, you know, t- too well qualified. Um, I guess so. I just try and eat lots of fruit and vegetables. Um, I suppose a, a few years ago, I didn't really know the difference between simple carbs and complex carbs. So I, I don't, I don't eat nearly as many simple carbs as I used to. 
but I still sometimes eat them. I, uh, I've eaten some today. I've had some white bread. I've had a bit of cheesecake, but then I'm, I'm in, a, in, my, in my off season, uh, as discussed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I try and eat healthily fruit and veg. I have lots of eggs. Uh, I try and eat, you know, maybe chicken and fish more than, more than other meats. Um, but I don't, yeah, I, I, I have chocolate quite regularly. I have lots of nut butter. I don't, um, I don't really, you know, cut anything out. Um, I don't drink. Um, when I'm in a training block if, for a, seri- a race I'm serious about, I, d- I don't drink. Um, yeah. That's my kind of broad approach okay. to, um, yeah, outside of racing. Um, in the training itself, I, I do try and do some runs fasted, um, usually just a few recovery runs, maybe in the morning uh, before breakfast. Um, I, 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 that's broadly believed. You know, I'm open-minded. Um, it's broadly believed to help your sort of fat, fat metabolism to do that a little bit. And ideally, I'd start my long run um, on, on the weekend fasted as well. But on that one, I would take some snacks along with me. Um, and maybe after an hour and a half or two hours, I would start sort of practicing with, with snacks that I might use in a race. Um, as regarding my favorite sort of snack stuff really is um, salty, salty nuts, um, salty trail mix. Yeah. Um, which is quite good. Yeah, you've got salt there. You've got um, fat, so more more of a slower release. And then you've got probably some raisins or something, which obviously is a faster carbohydrate release as well. So it's quite a nice little combination there. Although, but in some races, I just won't be able to eat the nuts, I suppose. But sometimes, a lot of the times, they work. Um, yeah. So in training, I'll yeah, that's kind of what I'll do in training. Although, so gels and the you know shot blocks and stuff, I I, I treat more as sort of more as a semi-emergency food stuff. Um, but I will, I think there's a danger in that. So I try not to use those in training, but I think there's a danger if you didn't use them at all in training and then went to a race and and shoved loads of them in and your body wasn't used to them from the training, then you could have a bad, your body could reject them. So um, I'll always have one training, a long run, not long before a race where I go back onto the sort of gels and stuff just to re-familiarize myself, my yeah. body with that sort of stuff. Um, but broadly speaking, um, yeah, I, I try all sorts like wraps, um, buttered malt bread is, is, is nice. Um, but in a race, uh, I guess my philosophy is kind of little and often drip, trying to drip feed it in. Um, I'll eat almost anything really. But I, and I guess, again, I try and stay off the sweet stuff early on if I can although sometimes you just get to an aid station don't you and you're like wow chocolate. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the aid stations you're, you're got, in. yeah they've got incredible nutritional goodness like watermelon to yeah, sausage rolls and... best but sometimes yeah yeah sausage rolls but I mean that's a, in a way smarter but I suppose what you've got to remember with that stuff is it takes your body a bit longer to, to break it down um, you know again a bit like the nuts I suppose any, any fat um, your body has to work a bit harder and use a bit more oxygen, but um, but you can have a slower slower release from it, and also it might just be a nicer flavour. You're more likely to put it get it in. Um, but I, another thing, a good tactic, I suppose, definitely for 100 milers where you're out so many hours, is kind of liquid calories, especially towards the end of a race. Yeah. Like I never drink Coca-Cola uh, in everyday life because you know it's pretty disgusting. But yeah. <laughs> in a race, um, it's brilliant because it's you know it's um, hydrating you it's got calories it's got caffeine um so but also i'll use probably some mountain fuel uh but maybe chocolate milk and at the utmbrs yeah chocolate milk smoothies um you know lots of liquid calories because sometimes your 
yeah, it, they just go in quicker and your body can use them quicker as well. Um, so, so I have a, yeah, almost anything. Yeah. <laughs> the short answer was, yeah, I, I shove in whatever I can. Yeah, the, the, the broad answer is uh, anything and everything almost. <laughs> yes. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> now, what's, um, so when you were at the UTMB, was, did you find that you, you were able to eat and stomach everything throughout the whole race? Or was there any issues with your nutrition or...? How, how did that go this this time uh, around? Uh, this year, so I, I do think last year, um, so when I finished 12th, I, I, but I did actually get into 10th position in quite a good point in the race, about three quarters of the way in. Um, and I, But I think around then I neglected my nutrition and basically wasn't getting enough calories in. Right. Okay. Um, and I think that I tend to just, I don't know how common this is really, but I tend to just sort of go off food gradually because you're eating, you know, you're eating so much of it and you're out for 20 odd hours um, to try and, to constantly keep forcing um, food in there, especially what, once you've had loads of sweet stuff in your mouth. Um, or I, personally, I find I don't really get tummy problems. Like I, I, I've never thrown up in a race, um, so I'm probably luckier than most. But but I get to a stage where I probably just don't want to eat anything. Yeah. Um, so last year, I knew that had probably maybe cost me a position or two, maybe even cost me a top ten. Okay. Um, so this year, I was more conscious, and I had Nikki Spinks again crewing for me. Which was very, very lucky. Yeah, lucky yeah. to um, that's amazing to have. Um, we've uh, we've spoke about Nikki yeah, in, in yeah, the really. show and how phenomenal she she is. Um, so we'd encourage you to to have a listen. And if you don't know who Nikki Spinks is, you've been living under a rock. Um, so <laughs> so yeah, have a Google her and you'll you'll find out about how amazing she is as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, I feel very very lucky to have had, and and she does she does two things in that just by being there. It's so inspiring to, because of what she's achieved. Yeah. Um, but then also she takes the job very, very seriously and, um, you know, the job of crewing for me. Um, and I guess we all we did was we diversified the food stuff a bit so that I had more choices, I suppose, and more different choices. But also, I, you know, we'd agreed that she had to bully me towards the end of the race to say, you know, are you what have you eaten in the last since I last saw you? You know, what are you taking with you? Are you definitely eating enough? You know, she had to like gently bully me. Um, but even the idea yeah. <laughs> that she might gently bully me made me eat more because, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't want to be bullied by Nikki Spink. She's way tougher than me. Oh yeah, that's um, it. Yeah. But one other, one other food thing that I had, which I just forgotten about, was um, I worked out that uh, quite a nice combination: some boiled potatoes, cherry tomatoes, olives, loads of mayonnaise, loads of salt, loads of butter. Um, so I make a little uh, lunchbox with that in, and I just sort of I take three or four mouthfuls at an aid station. Um, and that, that goes down really nicely for me anyway. Um, um, and also in one of Reedy McGregor's books, she's got a load of, you know, sort of rice ball ideas and, and stuff. So there's there's lots, you know, lots. I think I feel I'm luckier than most people in that I seem to be able to get most things in. But some people are, you know, maybe they're on a diet or they, they can't stomach particular things. There are lots of options out there. So just, you know, dig, dig around and ask other people. Yeah. Perfect. Really, really good advice, Damien. Um, thank you for that. One, one thing I was going to mention um, is obviously the the UTMB. You know, Kruin's definitely a huge part. And yeah, my my wife, she's a um, a professional triathlete, and this is her first season as a pro. And huh? I think I um, mentioned it in the last episode how how demanding Kruin can be and the support around you, and, and how important it is as well. And you know, how how do you how, what would you any advice that you would give about the UTMB if someone was looking to do it? Would do you feel it's it's necessary to have a crew, you know, support, or do you think you can go and, and do uh, it without any? Or 
What, what do you what do you think for you yeah, anyway? What... Um, well, um, you know, as, as really useful as Nikki was to me, and, and um, I honestly think she she definitely helped my performance, and it might not have been as good without her. I mean, my first two years, I didn't have a crew, and and uh, actually, they're the only two times I've had a crew in a race, other than like you, um, in my sort of GB um, uh, uh, race, where there's sort of a collective crew, isn't there? Where yeah. you, you haven't got like one individual person. So I, I guess I've only been crewed three times out of kind of about 30, 30 yeah. races. So um, I guess the advantages are you can make sure you've got the stuff that you want, um, the food stuff that you particularly that works for you at more regular places. Yeah. But it can slow you down as well. Um, uh, and also, you might be relying on a crew. And you, you constantly hear stories of when a crew didn't turn up on time, uh, sometimes no fault of their own or whatever, all, the, all these little mishaps behind the scenes. Even Beth Pascal, um, this year, when she finished fourth um, at UTMB, um, there was some mishap with her crew not being there for her at one point. All right, all um, right. And that cost yeah. her a few, few minutes. Um, yeah. So it can add some extra sort of organizational stresses. Yeah. Um, and also, like, it can give you more choices. I find the more tired I get, the less, you know, I don't want to make decisions because I'm rubbish at them. And, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just, you just get a bit foggy-headed. And Just, I, as, uh, just like you did when you went the wrong way at Mozart, 100. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm blaming I'm blaming Marcus Scottney for that uh, one. All right, okay. him, it's totally totally his fault. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe I'm just a bit stupid when I'm racing. Maybe that. Maybe that yeah. Aren't but, we um, all, yeah, Damien? Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It could. I think ultimately, in some situations, it could be a great help, but it's not always um, a total help, and and people will be fine without it. I mean, I think right at the sharp end, most people tend to have crews and the stuff that I was, it was probably more helpful to me to get the information, to be honest, um, you know, of how far ahead the next guy is and whether they look good or not yeah. and how far behind was, was, you know, you try not to think about that, but towards the end of the race, you do start maybe thinking about what's behind you if, if unless you're absolutely flying. Yeah. Um, so the information That's was really good, although you can be, there are other ways to get the information, um, you know, if you carried your smartphone or... You can actually sign up for the text message service, which is designed to um, be for your friends or relatives. But you can sign yourself up. And basically, when you leave a checkpoint, your phone will beep uh, um, and tell you your position. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So you can you can get that information anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think people should be worried if they can't get someone to crew for them because it's quite a demanding um thing to ask of someone especially at utmb where they might be doing it through the night yeah um so just for example to meet me at Cormier, i didn't get them to meet me at the first checkpoint that they could because I, it didn't seem necessary to me yeah. it was only three or four hours into the race but they met me at Cormier at about i got there at quarter past three in the morning but they'd been there since about 10 o'clock at night wow. uh, and didn't, none of them had felt they could go to sleep in that spell <laughs> you know so i was asking a hell of a lot of people um and you hear after the race you hear of all these sort of behind the scenes stresses um so it does ask a lot of someone but i mean if someone's eager to help then then brilliant but um i probably yeah. wouldn't like my wife has been out there twice and she's never been very very interested <laughs> in the idea of crewing for me so it's better it's probably better if someone who's only half-hearted doesn't doesn't do it because it's quite a committing committing position really yeah, i think definitely you, you, yeah you don't want your wife going up to the top of the mountain and and, and getting lost or you know and, <laughs> and you're worrying yes. and oh god be awful yeah um, yeah oh definitely yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, um, so I, I think we've had really good insight, Damien. One of the 
kind of the other bigger questions I want to ask is so now that you've done UTMB and you, you said you know you've mentioned that you're going to take a, a few weeks off training um eat, eat, eat some food that you want to eat drink some drink what you want you know and so <laughs> on and so forth what's the, the next kind of what's your next few months going to look like and and what's 2019 going to look like well um a lot of that's still still up in the air um uh, next year, I'd, yeah, my, my 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 sort of dream race is, is Western States um, in America, hundred miler. Um, if I can get into that, then I would, and I won't find that out for a few months. Um, if I get into that, I would um, pick a B race two or three months before that that's got some similarities. So maybe maybe a fifty, maybe even a fifty miler in Britain that has some sort of rolling, rolling um, undulating hills to, or, or 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 some similarities to Western States. Um, uh, I guess I would still like to do a sort of proper mountain race next year, so that might be later in the year, or 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 maybe earlier, like Trans Grand Canaria. I've always quite fancied that's in February. Um, so at the moment, that's what I'm playing with there. I do have um, an exciting little uh, sort of adventure um, with another runner uh, in December, uh, which is still a little bit sort of semi-secret because we haven't totally agreed on everything yet. But oh, brilliant. Um, we're probably going to be doing something in 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 your end of the country. Um, oh, exciting. Uh, oh, well. Sort of multi-day adventure. Yeah, it should be. It'll be very dark and very cold and um, probably very wet. But, yeah, yeah they, hopefully there's a little um, a little adventure to be had in, in, in the winter, um, and which will hopefully you know, kickstart my training for the year as well, um, for next year, rather. Um, so at the moment, that's all I've got. That's all I've sort of got, um, um, you know, uh, on the cards. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, there are so many great races, aren't there? It's, uh, it's an exciting exciting time it is isn't it i think it's there's so many races it's like oh i want to do this one i want to do that one and i think you you alluded it yeah. you, you alluded to it um earlier you know how many years you know six or seven years in your peak um now i've been running for 22 years and i i i'm hoping that i've i never peaked seven and seven when i was uh 15 so <laughs> So there's still um, there's still many years ahead, Damien. Um, so I'm sure it'll be fine. But, uh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So the the next part is I was one. We we have a a, a, a section on the show, and it's um, it's called the fartlet questions. So it's a uh, quickie question. So it, it's it's just quick answers. Um, so I'll just fire them out to you just now if, if you're ready. So sure. the first one is fells or mountains. Oh, I think mountains. They they hurt more, but if you want to, um, if you want to, yeah, if you're going to hurt, you might as well hurt somewhere spectacular. Quite quite right. Um, race it or pace it. I guess that I am more of a pace it person. I do sort of believe in in coming on strongly later in the race, um, and I think that that's kind of worked well for me. So I'm probably more of a pace it person. Right. Okay. Um, I, it, funny you say that. So the, it was the first time I at Mozart 100. I remember you, you, you were you whizzed away, and I've I've already mentioned it on the on the podcast. And the first hour I had to keep pissing. Um, I, I was like, and then I was catching you up again, and then these were running away from me. It was oh, it was uh, the first hour of that race was awful, but um, and then you got yourself oh, no. lost, and then you you you, you propped up behind me. I thought, oh, I thought you were ahead of me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's quite quite funny. But you're you're certainly. It looked like you're racing it then, but you you definitely paced it well because uh, yeah, it was that, a. That it, is that is very true. I guess 
yeah, that's interesting. I did use that race as um, I did use it for several experiments. Like I experimented a bit more with my nutrition. Um, I experimented a bit more with with yeah, with running a bit a bit more aggressively. To be honest, yeah, I I, I guess that was yeah a classic B race where you take a few a few little gambles, I suppose. Yeah, um, and yeah, it didn't it didn't really work. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick to the pace again. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the next question is something for for me. It's um, obviously you do a, a longer distances, and, and you, you've done a few. You, I say longer distances, like hundred hundred miles and hundred night the spine race, and um, but you've you've also shown that you, you you know you can run shorter ultras and and be right up there as well. So what what's your favourite distance? A hundred k or a hundred miles? Um, yeah, there is something special about, about a hundred miles. I think, um, um, I guess I've done, um, yeah, I mean, probably my favorite shorter race that I've done is the Highland Fling when, um, what, three years ago when it was the UK trail, uh, I forgot the exact title, but it was the national championships. Um, and Donnie Campbell won that, but I, I managed to sneak into second place. Um, so that was probably my favorite sort of short, shorter ultra um, I don't know if I've still got that speed or not, but but yeah, I do like the hundred miles. It's a special sort of unique, unique genre. I love that Anne Trayson quote that li- running a hundred miles is like living living a year in one day, um, <laughs> and that's yeah, it's quite a special, it's quite a special race. Yeah. Well, that that's uh, it's not it's definitely my bucket list. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll I'm 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 hoping I say the same thing as what you just said, but well. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Road, road or twi- trails? Oh, trails. Trails. Yeah. A far, easy one for you there. E- easy run or hard yeah. session? Uh, well, yeah, I've, I've probably already hinted at this. That I'd, yeah, I'm much more inclined to go out easy and go go for more hours. Um, but I know I've learned this year that you do need to put some hard sessions in as well. But yeah, my first vote would be easy, easy run. Okay. Morning glory or evening shuffle? <laughs> yeah i i'm a morning i'm an annoying morning person so I, I much prefer going out going out early and getting a good run done and then i feel feel good for the rest of the day yeah fantastic and th- this is maybe maybe i know this the answer to this um favorite race <laughs> well yeah it's uh it's one in france you might not have heard of it <laughs> nah, um, uh, it's, yeah it's, it, it's a circular route um uh from from chamonix but not many people. Not many people have heard of it. Nah, it doesn't begin with U or ends in B. No. <laughs> nah. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, that that's one, it. yeah. yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see if I can move on. Uh, minimal or maximal shoe? Oh, oh yeah, that's a controversial one, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, I'm much more in, inclined towards minimal. Um, again, working with Shane Benzie, um, um, the more sort of cushioning you put. Between your, you, you, you miss out on that um, proprioception, those messages that your feet sort of bring up to your, to your, to your, to your brain. Um, and also, I, I, I worry about people with all that cushioning that they, they, there's not as much balance there. And, and, um, and I, I worry also about the amount of sort of um, lateral uh, stress that goes through your joints in that if you're unbalanced. And I just see a lot of maximal runners with sort of maximal shoes on. And I can't remember what you. Oh, you're wearing. You're wearing more minimal, weren't you? I think. Yeah, Sorry, I was. I yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I see a lot of them tripping over. To be honest, um, on when it gets a bit technical, the, the people in the big cushioned shoes aren't, you know, aren't running so comfortably. Um, so yeah, I do have a reasonably. I mean, mind you, I mean, I've 
I run an Innovate and they do have one or two pairs that have a bit more cushioning. Um, and for something like UTMB, I do want some cushioning there, um, um, even if it's just psychological. But, but ultimately, yeah, I'll definitely vote for the minimal. I'm not giving you very short answers, am I? Am I? Are they, no, they're that, short answers. Yeah, that's, a, that's all right. <laughs> they're, they're interesting answers. Um, but no, no, I totally agree with you, Damien. It's, it's really, yeah, I've, I've seen so many people wearing like really big clumpy shoes and it's like, you're on that trail, you know. It's you, you. You've got some. Yeah. Some. There's. There's less. Obviously, having a minimal shoe, there's less. Um, you've got less of a heel as well, and it, you, you're kind of. If, if you run, it makes you run a bit more efficiently, and um, uh. than than you know a maximal shoe where you you can't feel any rocks or. But yeah, I I think for for me anyway, I, I think it's more important to, to go minimal with a little bit of protection than a, a huge heavy, not even a heavy shoe, just a really cushioned one. Uh, and some of the technical trails you get as well, it's like, ah, oh, you need some, you need, you need to feel where you're going to be putting your foot. And it's difficult to do that with a, a really heavy cushioned shoe. Um, so, so yeah. yeah. So yeah. it kind of brings me up to my next question. What is your favorite shoe? <laughs> um, make, well, I, you know, make and model. I might know what the make is, but what about the model? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I am. I am. I, I, I am sponsored by Innovate. Um, my favourite is probably I do. I do really like that new one um, that I wore for UTMB, the Terra Ultra uh, G two sixty with the the graphene grip, which is which is really impressive. Um, but actually, if I'm totally honest, and I hope they don't get across to me for this, um, my favourite shoe of theirs is probably still the Trail Talent. Oh no, I've got two favourites. Um, yeah, oh, here we go. <laughs> the Trail Talon, which which I wore for um, the two previous UTMBs, um, which is just a bit narrower. So it, it just, I just feel a little bit more sort of dexterous on, on it. But it does, in truth, it does have a decent bit of cushioning, actually. Um, but, you know, nothing like some of the more maximalist shoes, but there is some cushioning on there. I could do with slightly less cushioning. Um, but also I do love, I love this time of year where it gets muddy and I get my um, cross talons out, which is the their kind of original fell running shoe it's just really nice and minimal yeah. um light you know often just over 200 grams and, and really nice uh claws underneath and you can really like run up and down muddy muddy bits of terrain and really feel that you know you feel the almost feel the mud oozing through your toes and um, oh. I, I just love that connection with the with the floor um yeah. um you know you can't wear them for you know 50 miles uh, maybe but um yeah i love i love running around dashing about in those and, and see, see during the UTMB, did you did you change your, change out your shoes at all? Because I know some of the guys tend to do that. Um, was that something that you did? Or? No, I, I've usually got a, a, an alternative pair. You're allowed one drop bag at Cormier. Uh, I usually have an alternative pair there yeah. just in case, but I've never changed my shoe in any ultra race. Um, in fact, I've only once changed my socks, and, and it always made always sounded like a good idea to change the socks but actually at the time i did it really backfired because um i put on a slightly more i think they were slightly more slippery inside it was my first hundred miler actually yeah and um my feet moved around more in my shoe maybe i just didn't do my shoe up tight enough after i changed them i don't know but i got really really sore feet after that because my my feet were moving around inside my shoe and before that they hadn't been so it wasn't actually a very good idea so um but often changing socks can be wise but i would suggest people um if if those socks uh, working out but maybe you've got soaking wet to put exactly the same pair of socks on rather than rather than like a different i put in a different very slightly different make or different size or something yeah. um but yeah sometimes that's necessary but i haven't i haven't had to do that um yeah. hardly at all oh, okay okay that's interesting and what about your running hero who's your running do you, hero? Do you often change shoes 
Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm always changing my shoes. Yeah, like well, I say not in not in ultra races, okay. but <laughs> more more when I'm doing when I'm training. Um, I'm always chopping and changing. Okay. Um, if I'm going to obviously if I'm doing like a faster session, or I'll, I'll put this shoe on. But um, I think the yeah. main the, the main reason I change them is is oh, I don't I don't really know. Um, I think I just like wearing <laughs> a, a different shoe. Um, I'm a bit like Celine Dion when it comes to uh, to shoes. I've got all these pairs of shoes, and I, I don't know. It's uh, does does it go with <laughs> do, does it go with my shorts? Uh, I'm wearing navy shorts today. I have to wear navy that's shoes. The, that is the main thing. That is the main thing. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But no, I like you know where I live. Um, like there's a lot. There's there's some sections, some road sections, there's some uh, good runnable trail. There's there's some muddy parts, um, you know. There's a few, a few big hills around me, so I'll tend to try and wear. If I'm going like door to trail, I'll tend to try and wear a, a shoe that matches, you know, that that run I do. Um, so, so yeah, I'm I'm, fa- I'm yeah. fortunate enough to have plenty of shoes. But in terms of um, in you know, in the ultra races, I I did have a pair of shoes when I did Davos, ready for me to change, but. I remember trying to at the end of races trying to take shoes off is a bloody hard thing to do <laughs> when you're having to bend over and stretch your hamstrings and put new shoes on, tie them. It's like that's that's minutes. Uh, in you know, in some of these ultra races, minutes can actually yeah. cost you a place in. Um, so so yeah. That's... Well, at Mozart, there was there was only what three minutes between all of the top what four or maybe even six one there. I think it, it was, was only three yeah. minutes. Yeah, that, most of us wasn't there. Yeah. So three and, minutes. I mean, it could take you a minute to change your shoes. Yeah, yeah. and probably longer for me to to tie them. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So no, I was. I think that was that was what was that a nine? And I can't even remember how long we're out for. Was it ten, ten and a half hours? And I think it was five minutes or uh, yeah, five minutes between the the top five. And you just think for ten and a half hours, you know. That that pee that you know if I peed for yeah. longer than a minute that that could have been been my <laughs> been my top five or you know I could have got fifth for sixth for that it's yeah it's um it's it's yeah. it's it, it, yeah. time time is valuable even in ultras which is a strange thing to say sometimes but <laughs> um so I'm I'm almost yeah, no, done definitely, the definitely. the quickie questions now uh, miles or kilometers. Uh, I tend to think more in miles. Yeah. Okay. Mountain Dew or Iron Brew? Sorry, I didn't quite hear that one. Have you Have you heard of Iron Brew? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've heard of Iron Brew. Yeah. What was the other one you mentioned? Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. I've never tried Mountain Dew. I've tried Iron Brew. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but it, it's not. It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> They've, they've had I to know re- you Scots are quite passionate about it. Yeah, they've had to reduce the sugar content. It was it was that bad, um, and it tastes exactly <laughs> it tastes exactly yeah. the same still, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. I, neither. Thank you. <laughs> the last one I'm going to tea. Uh, uh, tea. Tea. Answer. Right. Okay. Iced tea. Tea. <laughs> Music. No, just or- a cup of tea. Uh, yeah. Twining. Twining's English breakfast. Decent. Love it. Uh, music or podcast. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I'm more inclined to listen to a podcast, to be honest. Most of my runs I don't have anything in, but maybe on my long run, yeah, I, li- I like a good running podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, well that, that, that takes us out. That takes us out. I want one. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> beard or no beard? Oh. Oh. 
Well, I'm I'm a man um, who's running out of sort of hair hairstyling options. Uh, my hair seems more inclined to grow out of my ears or on my back nowadays <laughs> than, than on the places I'd rather it grew, like the top of my head. Um, so I'm always I could I can grow a, a sort of beard, uh, but I leave it I leave it to people with um, you know more style and class than me. But I'm I'm quite a fan of an ultra beard to be honest. Yeah, uh, we all we we all need an ultra beard. And I'm sure you were sporting one at the UTMB when you're. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you check out the guy who finished uh, ninth, uh, Florian. Oh well, you met him, uh, the guy who won the most hundred. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a cracking beard. He has, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think he, he, Trailbeard yeah. gets more mentions than uh, than anyone else in the show. <laughs> we're we're um, following his oh, progress as well. It was like, oh, brilliant! Yeah, really nice guy. Oh, wow, as well. that was yeah. great because. Um, it's wonderful. Did you, I don't know if I did. I tell you what happened to Mozart. He um, when I, I took the lead in the race, um, but then I, I got really bad cramps and um, I I didn't have many salt tablets on me. Didn't have enough, and he caught me up and he instantly helped me and gave me salt tablets, even though we were racing each other. You know, um, right. and I was really really grateful for that because there was no you know no obligation to to help. Um, obviously, if someone's in a proper you know a proper bad situation, you I, you know you, you you help them, but um, you know, to just give me salt tablets, I thought was really, really generous of him when I might, in theory, might have just caught him up again. And um, luckily, I couldn't catch him up. But, um, yeah. but you know, he, he helped me when we were racing each other. And we we ran um, maybe maybe an hour of UTMB together as well this year. Um, oh, right, amazing. Um, yeah, and he ended up finishing ninth. So he, I think he was chuffed a bit to that as well. I think yeah. he couldn't, you know, his, he, you know, he was thrilled to, to be in the top 10. Yeah, that, that's awesome. So it, it makes my... Uh... It make, you you guys beating that more yeah you guys beating me at Mozart makes it feel even better that you are you got in the top ten at UTMB so it's nice yeah it was, <laughs> well it'll be uh, yeah it was it, it really good there next year uh, hopefully if I can get that extra point <laughs> excellent yeah. right I've got one final question for you Damien um and I, I yeah. did I did warn you about this one um so your beer mile time what do you think you could run a beer mile in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, about, about 10 minutes, uh, 10, yeah. 10 to 20 minutes. Okay. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't, um, yeah, usually when I'm training anyway, I don't, I don't drink. Um, uh, so I, I think that would hit me quite hard and I'm not used to trying to guzzle at, like a pint down either. So, um, I think I'd be, yeah, back of the, um, back of the, uh, back of the race. So yeah. I'd be quite, quite embarrassing myself really. So, uh-huh. um. Yeah. yeah. What what's your what's your PB on that? Have you ever actually done one? I have, yeah, unfortunately. And, oh and wow. It's um the first time I did it in Scotland it's actually called a Chunder Mile. Um and I explained <laughs> it tells you all about uh, more than you need to know. But we did it in Aberdeen when it was a windy day and everyone puked all over it. Was we had tenants. <laughs> it was horrendous. Um so yeah, I, since then I haven't done it. Um, I think I did like six minutes and fifty-five or something. Um, wow! But it was uh, yeah, it, it's <laughs> it was it wasn't an experience I, I would I would be boasting about anyway or, or a time I wanted to be. <laughs> um, so, oh wow! Yeah, but nah, it's uh, so I, I'm sure if you trained for it, you would you would definitely be around about that because I'm you know even as an, an ultra and you've still got a good bit of speed on you as well. So. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> let, let's just stick to the stuff that we're actually good at first, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. might be might be for the best. 
Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. David, I think that rounds rounds it off. One one thing that I would like to ask is, if you were to give one bit of advice to the listeners, what would it be in terms of performance, improving your performance, if they started doing an ultra run, an ultra race? Oh, good, good. Yeah, that's surprisingly tough. I mean, I suppose if I'm honest, and and I have you have to be a little bit. Um, careful saying this but i mean the more i've run the better my results have been but you've got to build up you know it's that boring thing of building up slowly because that's the easiest way to get injured is building up too fast you know jumping up from i don't know 30 miles a week to 60 70 miles a week or something that's how you get injured um so you've got to be patient um but but the more regularly you can run and, and a lot of that can just be i guess um easy paced runs um i'd still throw in a couple of good sessions a week but um yeah the more the more you run the the fitter you're going to be and the more competitive you can be um so i guess that would be my answer but also i suppose for stuff like utmb you've got to think less about your overall mileage and more about how much like a sense you're getting in really um if you're doing a mountain race you've got to really think about conditioning your legs um um so that's another another way to look at to look at your training um and then just yeah relax stuff your face and uh and enjoy it brilliant Oh, that's great advice. Well, thank you very much, Damien. And uh, yeah, really, really good to have you in the show. Um, like we mentioned before, fo- really follow Damien. You can get him on Strava. You can get him on social media. Um, you'll be quite easy to find. Um, and have a look at that film as well because it sums everything up about him. And yeah, really inspiring. And a pleasure to have you on the show, Damien. So thank you very much. Well, thank you ever so much. And thank you for, for so many kind words. Um and um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep listening to the show, and I look forward to hearing how your running goes because um, you know you've got you've got a hell of a lot of potential too, and, and you can actually run fast. So I'm excited to, to watch your career. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, ho- hopefully we'll we'll see what Chicago brings. Uh, I'm 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 hoping I've, yeah. I've, I haven't peaked just yet, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. What will you? What's your PB? What will you go for there? Um, well, I've got what's my PB just now. I got London. I got two twenty five. So I'm hoping to break that. Um, but it's it's. Wow. I'm I'm starting to. I was saying I was saying in uh, to the last couple of weeks. I've started to get a lot, feel that I'm getting a little bit quicker again. Um, so wow. I think I think it's so difficult to to train for an ultra and and still be fast at a marathon. So I've had to like almost shift my training yeah. away from ultra and really focus on the speed and. Um, and not do as much hills and uh, but yeah. I, I really my, my my passion lies in the the ultra trail and um, and just kind of trail running and, and hills than doing like fast ten k's and and fast halves. But yeah, it, uh, so I think it is possible to to do a, a transition into both. But it's it's you've got to really be smart um, if you want to do yeah. well in in both all you know all the disciplines. But yeah, five k's though. I'm not going to go back to that. No way. But hopefully, I'll get a, a PB up in the marathon in, in two weeks. So we'll see what happens. Wow. But yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm sure we'll, we'll we'll get you get get you doing one of those at some point. That you've you've already done a couple of marathons, haven't you? So yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I did. I, I think I've done five, and I did. I did get a, a PB earlier this year. I did Manchester, but it's nothing. My PBs are nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing like yours. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, or of or of you guys who can run properly fast. Um, so yeah, best of luck. That's, that's super exciting. And and that yeah, that that speed. Um, if you can transfer that back again, uh, once you've sort of, you know, got it 
um, transfer it back again to the ultras. I mean, you could, I mean, you already are very competitive, but you know that can really, uh, you could really get some exciting results. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I'll still be chasing your tail for a, a, a fair bit of time longer. So. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Okay, brilliant. Cheers. That. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that, David. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. Bye. Fantastic. Thanks very much, Damien, for joining us. Thanks, Kyle, for another great interview. Right, next up for us is Running Rants. So we have um, we've had actually a bit of our first ever Tartan Running Shorts Facebook debate. So Rod Woo! Wallace, Rod, his Rod, uh, a big shout out to it. Rod. Thank you for um, for for putting your getting the debate started. Believe it or not, Rod actually used to babysit me when <laughs> I was uh, like five years old, and uh, I don't maybe even younger than that. Who knows? Um, and uh, I fought a forest harrier and a converted runner. I, good few years ago now so never did any running other than chasing me around the house but well, I, he is never, now. I never paid him to do this man <laughs> he's, he's done it off his own on his own accord so. well, well he is running now because Rod has been in touch and he's said so he's opening up the can of worms that is the London Marathon GFA so he's his good for age good for age yeah the good for age which I think most of our listeners should know but London Marathon has a certain set of times. If you run this time for, which is deemed as being good for your age, you are you get an automatic spot if you want one at London, which is which is great with the difficulty that people have getting in on the ballot. So Rod's come in. He said, "London Marathon GFAs, men v women. Why does a 59-year-old man have the same qualifying time as an 18 to 39-year-old woman?" So Kyle, what do you reckon? Well. Um... I don't know. I, that's my my, my answer. So, the so there was a bit. Um, there was a bit so, of a debate well, on it. Yeah, let's. What, what's people been saying about it? Then let's let's start there, and then I'll I'll put my tuppence in. So we've got um, a few people have come in and who are quick enough to run it, and are saying that they find it uh, strange that they can run it. Some people have come in and have said that they find it too harsh, and they think that the fact that uh, an eighteen to thirty nine year old woman having to run the same time as a 50-year-old man is unfair on a 50-year-old man, that they are, too much of them is being asked, uh, you know, they're being compared against a, a, a woman in their prime. Uh, a few people have jumped in, and this, I guess, we'll, we'll come to this, is why does it have to be London? Can you look at a different marathon? Okay, that's a, that's a different different story. And um, we've also had Glenn Chalmers weighing in, um, suggesting that, you know, if you find the right marathon to GFA, you might find that it's actually not that, uh, not that uh, unachievable. What I one thing I threw in that I've uh, that I've seen is that the world record for women, senior women, is two fifteen twenty five, and that's Paula. The world record for a fifty five year old man is two nineteen thirty two, which is pretty quick for yeah. a fifty five year old man. So you could argue that based on if you're asking someone. To run in the same bra- the same I don't know what it is a ten minute bracket as a a woman the world records are not that far off. I think that's how they base it on. Yeah, I think it is. I think that they're basing it on the world records now. I think maybe the reasons they're both the same is how many times how is it is it is Paula Radcliffe ever going to mm. is her world record going to be beaten anytime soon? True. Probably not. So a realistic world record to mm-hmm. set against is. Probably well, around about the two eighteen, which is which is almost the same. Which is oh, so I'm I'm almost 
90% sure, correct me if I'm wrong, if somebody knows better than I do, but uh, I, I think it'll be mainly because of the, the, the age gradings or based upon the world record. Mm. Um, so every year, some of the, the times are going to get harder mm-hmm. because, well, maybe not every year, some of the records might stand for a long time, but if, if the records continue to break, then the good for age times are going to get harder and harder. Is that would, yeah? Would you agree I, with that? Um, I think so. I mean, I think the other the other part of it is that they obviously the London Marathon must have a certain number of places that they're prepared to give to GFA, a certain amount they're prepared to give to ballot, and a certain amount that they're prepared to give to say charity. And there, as more people are running the good for age times, as generally the field gets, or, you know, more quicker runners are entering, that they'll probably find that they can't afford to allocate times to men running all the way up to let's say. 310 for a man I think it's now done at 305 so it, it it's probably a quota thing my I guess London is it London the main thing about London is it sells itself as first an elite race but second is a charity race yeah so there's a huge amount of places to go to charity and sadly that is at the detriment to uh, often you know club runners and uh, and GFA um, on the other hand I would say if that you are if your dream is to run London find a quick marathon and run it train and run the gfa this yeah i i think so as well you're like you're you're bang on about you know it's it's targeted it's got a different i think london does okay with with you know being able to um have a a wide range of runners and abilities but there is obviously going to be limitations now one of my one of the things i was going to mention and it's similar to the ballot and, and good for age. So I want to do this race in, um, it's called the Western States 100 in, in America. And the only way I can get an entry is to go into the ballot, which is open in two weeks. Um, so I'd have to put down $200 or $300. And if I, I get into the ballot, I have to, the, the, it goes, the money goes straight into the, their account, the races, the race account. Um, if I don't get a, an entry, I get a, the money goes back into to my account and I have to find another way of getting in. And the only way I can get into that race is if I do a golden ticket race. And that golden ticket race is, there's only, they're all in, 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 the, in the US. I don't, most of them, the majority of them are in the US. So I think many races fight, you know, they, they make it really difficult for you and um, a, a real challenge to, to gain entry. And I think that makes it a little bit more appealing to once you're in, mm-hmm. you're in. And yeah. I think it, it, it's, it, it captures the the appeal of the race. So, yeah. Uh, oh, you've yeah, earned it. You've qualified, you've, yeah. You've earned it. You've qualified. But I totally see your frustrations, Rod. Like, you've you've worked hard for that. Um, and year on year, the times, you know, they, they change the, the... You know, they change the... Uh, the standard. The standards. Just to just to go back to Rod's point though, what I'm actually got the GFA times up here, and I was, I, I, I maybe I misunderstood actually. So yes, a 55 year old man has to run the same time as an 18 to 39 year old woman. But actually, what's worse is that a 64 year old man has to run the same time. So the the GFA for an 18 to 39 year old woman is 3:45. That is that is clearly to because they need more women in the field. Yeah. That is far too. That's I, I yeah. do feel that is unfair actually. And, but apologies, Rod. I didn't quite realize that. So eighteen to thirty-nine year old woman is three forty-five. On the men's side, you don't get three forty-five cut off until you're sixty. 
which is that's harsh. Well, that, yeah, that's harsh. So yeah. I actually I, I tend to agree with Rod. I would say that the that the for a fifty-five to fifty-nine-year-old man is sub three twenty. We talked about the world records being relatively close. In which case, for me, you should be looking at a three twenty on the women's side. Now I'm sure there's fancy algorithms, algorithms and conversions and whatnot on how the difference between a man and a woman in terms of running ability, but. Um, I guess it must come down to the fact that they've got more men applying than women and they want to have a balanced field, which is also cool, to be fair. Yeah, I think that's probably why as yeah. well. Yeah, so it's not just a one, It's it seems to be a three-dimensional three approach, but it does yeah. look a bit, un, it does seem a bit unfair, um, I would mm-hmm. say that. The, the, on a similar, similar to that point is Boston. So Boston, and this is one actually that does irk me if I'm honest, Boston sets itself out as a race you have to qualify for. Now, Boston has qualifying times standards that you need to run to get a place it's there's no ballot it's just qualifying times except charity places and sports tours and etc which is fine and i get that the chart the charities bring a huge amount to charity raised through the races and that's great but what i'm what i'm not a big fan of is this this fact that they're constantly you know boston has changed the standard again they brought down to sub three for a, a senior man and i just think they would be they should be they shouldn't be removing places for the for the so every man runner to allow more you know sports tours and and uh, charity places in. I actually th- I think a race like Boston, similar you know the races you talked about. If you've run the standard, you should get in. And when you hear these stories that in Boston you need to be this year, I think you have to be four minutes under the cutoff in the end to get in. Um, you should have a situation where when you you've got a time that if you run it, you're in it. And the minute you cross the finish line of your your race, you know I've got my BQ, I've got my London GFA, I'm in. None of this, I've got a time, but actually I don't know if the cut is going to be two minutes or three minutes under. Um, and if they need to reduce the number of sports tours, for example, places to do that, then I think so be it. Yeah, 100%. I think I've got nothing else to say, Tom. I think you've smashed the rant there. Right, so, well, in that case, we've got the a second rant that we had. Um, was uh, We had a, a rant coming in from, let me open it up here, from Paul Coxall, uh, who is a Metro Aberdeen runner. And uh, Paul, Paul's rant is, what is it about events that are advertised at a certain distance and are not actually that distance? So the examples he gives are, he went along to the Huntley 10k, it was actually 10.5k. He went to the Dramaphone half marathon, it was 800 metres short. Now, you're paying money for these races, and at the same time, even without an official um, Jones counter measurement, you expect them to get it right. You know, I think so, I mean, yeah significantly 0.5 kilometers or half a mile over it's is a lot of time isn't even it? yeah i mean you know in this day and age we don't just have a pedometer you know you don't have to just you know do 10 10 paces and in 10 paces and then you in 10 meters or whatever and count your steps and divide that by how many steps within that five meters or yeah. that 10 meters you can you can use GPS and, and all yeah. that kind of things now and GPS gets you within half a mile. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think if I was to ever, I don't think I've ever done a, a race and I've, I've you know I'm, I'm I'm half a mile off. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a ten k or even an ultra, but I mean I usually am a little bit off because I end up going the wrong way <laughs> for a mile or so. But um, but yeah, like I don't know, like I think it's just down to prep and and organize the the the, the prep before the race and the organization of yeah. the race. Now we've just been at a meeting, uh, yeah. talking about one of the races in in uh, the hometown of uh, my hometown, about what are the things that you need to do prior to the race 
first one is to make sure that the course is accurate. Yeah. Um, and one right. of the ways to do that and officially do that is to get a course measure measure out. And I know they're few and far between, and we we may have uh, we may have a guy on the uh, who who co co hosts the <laughs> the TRS show um, who who might be able to do that, and he's. He's going to be like gold dust, this guy. This guy. This is going I'm going to retire. Yeah. I'm going to make money off Cobra Sports. Yeah, he, we're going to be, I'm going to be pimping them out. You know, <laughs> it's going to be paying for the, the running of TRS. So, um, But anyway, my point was, yes, you, you, I, I think we're in a day, a day and age that you shouldn't really be getting that wrong now. Like. And what, you know, on the other, on a similar subject, it's a bit of a different score, but you get, say the Avi Moore 10K last year, that was 8K. I think there was a marshal sent someone the wrong way. Now, some of the abuse that that marshal got in the person must have been horrendous. I saw some of the abuse on social media, which was bang out of order. But you can that understand... That was a year ago, wasn't it? That was it a year ago, yeah. yeah. That was, sorry, that was 2017, yeah. yeah. So, but at the same time, part of making sure the course is the right distance is making sure the marshals are well aware of, mm. of the distance. And, and, and again, it goes back to organising of the race. Exactly. And briefing everyone who's on the race that, you know, this is what you're going to have to do. And even just a script of this is your duties on the day. Yeah. Um, and you, you can't get it wrong. And I, I, I made the prime example of, I did the Eiffel Challenge mm-hmm. about 10 years ago and I ended up going the wrong way. And the marshal was a, I think he was, it was an eight year old. And I took a left turn over the bridge and then I ran across, I ran along the river and I looked to my right and, uh, and the, the second place guy was running side by side but <laughs> on the opposite side of the river. Oh, I was like, oh no, I've done it. And it was Simon Pride, who oh, was yeah. a 100 kilometer champion. I thought, this is my only Metro time. legend. Yeah, Metro legend, um, legend in, in his own right. Yeah. Um, this is my only time I'm ever going to beat him. And that never happened because I ended up going the wrong way. But I was a mile away and I had a comfortable lead to beat him and I never managed to. So, yeah, yeah, it was just, again, just pure, pure, pure organisation yeah. um, for that to happen, really, or, or pure planning and. But not, the course is briefing that marshal at the time, you know. Exactly, and that inf- it impacts people. If you paid money to do a race, long is frustrating, but short. I mean, you're going to have some people who will be training up to do their 10k, and you're almost taking that away from them if you're if they're actually not getting the chance to complete the distance. So, race organisers, get it right. That's what we we want to we want to see more. We want to see well delivered, well prepared races, such as what we're here. So the after 10k, we're talking about. We're hoping. That's going to happen next year, and we were. I mean, for that, the Tilly 10K, which we were discussing with PH Racing, sounds like those guys have got their heads screwed on. So that sounds like it's going to be a, a good race at the end of the year, which um, we hope to hope to get involved in. Yeah, I think that aside from the running ramp, I think that brings us on to we were chatting about winter winter 10Ks, and I think mm-hmm. we've probably got the the same ideas. We we probably both want to try and maybe go for a fast 10k later on in the year and yeah. I think it'll benefit me from an ultra background um, in, for, or even a marathon background for next year and for you anyway you've got yeah. some unfinished business to do well yeah I need, to, I need to rewrite some PBs here yeah so if any you know I, I think we've we've nailed the, some of the top kind of if, if in the winter time I know it's the winter season everyone's doing long slow miles blah 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 Traditionally, anyway, but yeah. there's a there's a, a time and a place to potentially get a fast ten k in, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know the Tilly ten k is looking to be a fairly quick course. Yeah, by is. the looks of it, um, we got the course the course profile um, sent to us, and yeah, shout out to Dan Monahan, 
and uh, and what what I think the elevation side there is very little elevation in, yeah, in I mean, the course. I think that I'm not sure if they've locked the course down officially yet, but it, it looks uh it looks flat, it looks fast. Also, I mean it's in the central belt. We're hoping that we're hoping we're gonna see all these central belt whippets out there. Your Get the yellow Hayes, train out. The yellow train, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so hopefully we can come. Hopefully, if uh, it fits in for us, we can maybe get a, a TRS squad down. Maybe try and rope a few folk in. So um, yeah, and if anyone, yeah, so as Kyle says, if anyone's aware of other 10Ks that time of year, give us a shout because it's a it's a time. You know, the point that PH Racing made is that it's a time where a lot of people are on holiday. You you might have a bit more time. You might be visiting family, and you might be keen to get a 10K race or a 5K race in. So. Um, I always like to get a park run at Christmas and my fastest park runs of the year tend to come at Christmas because I'm at home I either nip over to the Edinburgh park run or, or maybe the Kakodi one and do uh, when I'm staying with my parents and, and yeah get a quick 5k so and also the Santa run I'm Santa organising run. the Santa run at Aberdeen Sports Village on the 9th of December so uh, feel free to pop along and don your don your Santa suit and uh, there's going to be minced pies and mulled wine Nice, and it's on Entry Central, and I'm 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 not getting any commission for this. I might, jo- I might join you if I'm if I'm survive the the Metro Christmas it, night out. That's it. It's uh, I realised um, I'm organising the the Santa run. That's the day after the Metro night out, and it's so it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a, a sore one to be honest. I think. Yeah, ah, you'll be fine. Ah, it'll be all fine. There's always a, the hair of the dog. The mild wine will keep me warm when I'm emceeing. Uh-huh, exactly. That's right. Um, so yeah, have we got any other running rants? No, I think that's our rants for this week. Yeah. Um, in terms of races, what's what's coming up this weekend? Yeah. So we've talked about the national cross country relays already, and to be honest, I'm not aware of anything else on the calendar. Um, I'm not really. Uh, I think the every, hopefully every every uh, self-professed club runner in Scotland is lining up in Cumbernauld. I, I w- you would hope so. Um, you know, I, I think. The majority of people will be, will be, uh, you know, the cross country runners will be. I mean, there's obviously a usual, all your usual park runs for any of the 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 folk who want to shy away from the the cross country. Um, but as always, if you look on the Scottish Athletics website, um, so we you'll do see some of the events that are coming up. Um, so we actually do have just run. to jump in there. We've actually um, there's a couple. There's actually the Jedburgh 10k and half marathon, which actually is supposed to be a very good running festival. I don't think that that's uh um, open for entries you might want to have a look to see if it is but um, that's on this weekend we'll talk about that hopefully next week and there's a there's a couple of uh, other bits and pieces the Culloden uh, Run 10k up in Inverness that's on Sunday and the Kilmarnock the Dash the Mike Dash yeah. that this weekend oh it right is, yeah 27th Mila Bucho and Glad done that race I think it's a new course this time I think it's a little bit longer um, but that's a Monroe it's 13k actually. It's uh, it's a really good event. I, mm. I would imagine that you can enter in the day, being a hill race. But it's in Badaguish Outdoor Centre in Glenmore, so it's just um, uh, near uh, Aviemore. So uh, again, if you're up north, yeah. it's a cracking race to do. Um, might even be a little bit of snow at the top of the hill mm, uh, yeah. this weekend. Sounds like it. We've got the Illuminator Run as well in the Boyne. I did it last year. Horrendous. <laughs> just back from honeymoon. Didn't lay a didn't lay a foot on the in Bali when I was out and decided to do fifteen miles in the dark. Bad idea. Here's one for you: the three k in the green in Glasgow is this Friday, the twenty sixth October. First of the that's always on the last of the last Friday of the month uh, through winter. That's the first of this year's series. So, yeah, if you're central based and you can get to Glasgow for a twelve thirty start, 
on Friday. Those are supposed to be very quick, those three Ks. Perfect. The Path of Condi Half Marathon. Kinross Roadrunners are organising this one. Um, I'm not sure if there's entries on the day, but it looks to be quite a, a bit of a hilly one, actually. Um, looking at the results from last year and the, the elevation profile, so from 400 feet to about just past the 100 feet mark, not a huge amount of um, climb, I suppose, but yeah, that's on this weekend as well. So there you go. So look at Scottish Athletics website, um, Run ABC uh, Scotland. They've also got some some uh, some some of the fixtures out on there as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good. I think that's us. The only um, I guess the the last point is to just to wrap up on today is you've had a good result response on your Kyle's uh, the Kyle's fa- the famous five. I, I have that um so really yeah thank you very much for the the, the emails back and um I've responded back to everyone and yeah I'll I'll keep you in the loop if I'm looking to to take on anyone else um so so yeah really appreciate the response and I think there's still a couple of other spaces coming up so feel free to to email ta- what's our email address again tartanrunningshorts at gmail dot com. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure you you know we can catch up and see if if uh, I can help you in any any shape or form. So grand. So I think finally to to wrap up, this is your um, yeah, this is our last producing of Tartan Running Shorts again. It, it's fairly apt a half a year celebrations at half a year only to to send you off into Frankfurt <laughs> and for you to come back uh, in the second half of the year. With a, a PB a and PB. A, a fantastic um, debrief on your your performance, so yeah, everyone at Tartan Running Shorts, all the listeners are rooting for you. We, we we know that, and like I say, all the listeners, feel free to give give Mister Brian some some love um, on the Sunday at nine o'clock UK time, and uh, feel free to to post on our fo- Facebook uh, that you're rooting for him. He'll really appreciate it. And I'll, <laughs> I'll make a collage out of all your posts oh, for him, and he might have a little a little tear at the start. Bring of a tear to my eye. Thanks, no, I'm 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 really up for it. So I'm I'm looking forward to. I hope I can bring some positive, great chat next week for the for the listeners about Frankfurt. So 100. percent We yeah. need some someone, one of us to get a PB. In yeah, this exactly. Year, so. Yeah. Well, you got a win, so you. Well, well, right I, I, with that. I tried twice to get a PB well, and, and failed. Yeah, but you got you got the win though. That's that's what you were there for. So. Uh, in Niagara anyway so yeah we'll see lads and lassies listening but we'll uh, I look forward to debriefing I'll be live from Barcelona next week uh, so yes. uh, yeah so it's going to be might be a bit muffled <laughs> from, from Tom's end <laughs> yeah you might uh, you might have to be listening to me between the chinks of beer glasses so yeah but anyway as a, have a good weekend everyone good luck to everyone running the national cross country relays we're excited to that's uh, a Saturday. I'll be having a quiet day on uh, day for the marathon. I look forward to my Metro club mates tricking, trickling in with the results of that. So that'll be good. Brilliant. Okay, well that rounds, uh, rounds us off for another episode. Episode 26, halfway through the year. We've made it um, without one one episode. Uh, with only one bleep as well. One, one bleep. <laughs> yeah, one bleep as well. Out of all those twenty six episodes, yeah. so here's the next six here, months. Here's to many more, and I'm sure after um, after Tom comes back, we'll be ching, we'll be uh, chinging chinging the glasses and bottles Absolutely. again. So. And we and we can talk about our plans for the next six months. Yeah, because to be honest, when we when we're, we're dragging out this this uh, end of episode, but when we got involved with this, I remember thinking, 
you know, we do it for six months, that'll see me through to an autumn marathon. And, uh, but we're still going. And, I'm, still and going as strong. we said last week, since the, the summer was a bit of a dry spell, <laughs> but now we've crossed countries back, I'm fully fired up for this. A lot of chat, a lot of things to talk about. I think so, yeah. I thought, God, I'm going to have nothing to chat about. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to bore the hell out of you, and our listener numbers are going to drop again. But uh, yeah, you're are going strong. And as always, um, feel free, any feedback you've yes. got for the show, like we are really... You know, this is for you guys, so if there's anything you want us to talk about and uh, anything you, you think you need to just cap that, you need to stop levering the load of shite, Kyle, and actually get to the point, um, yeah, just let me know. Uh, shorts at gmail.com, our Twitter feed, Tartan Shorts, Facebook, Tartan Running Shorts, uh, you name it, you can find us on Strava if you want to yep. check out our progress. Again, I'm sure Tom will post his splits up in Strava. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the minute he finishes um, you can walk by the way you can watch Frankfurt on the website oh can you yeah, yeah. there we go well, there you go you can not only not only should you be sitting down in your bed on a Sunday morning with your husband or wife or your girlfriend or your granny or your granddad whoever you yeah, you chill out with um, and you can watch them online yeah. and uh, follow his progress it's also Dublin marathon this weekend was oh, it yeah so good luck to any listeners doing Dublin good that's, luck uh, guys that's a good one as well and Venice as well. Is Venice, it? Oh, okay, Venice cool. Well, we can't. I think I, I might have just made that up, but I'm sure I just saw Venice, uh, Venice hit, hitting up the fixture list there. So, um, probably, probably completely wrong there. But anyway, we're dragging this out, folks. Your your run's already finished. So, yeah. thank you very much for listening, and we will catch up with you all next week. Bye. <laughs>